0: Hello and welcome. It's the Shallot Records Push, Record, and Run podcast, episode number 11, the second Shallot recap, during which CJ, Gage, and I sit around and talk about anything pertinent from the progression of the label or the studio to our personal lives or anything that we find interesting regarding music and beyond. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, I hope anything, any of our ramblings that we have to say today strike you in a positive light and give you something to think about during this COVID winter that we are currently experiencing. We got some big news for you. Uh, this is the last episode that is going to be on a weekly basis. We are moving to a bi-weekly schedule starting two weeks from now with the artist Hardly and one of his band mates. Um, we're very proud of that podcast, and we're really excited to release it. Um, but a bi-weekly schedule is going to give us a little bit more time to really focus on the, the dynamics of the podcast and what makes it great which will hopefully provide you with a more concise and entertaining listening experience. So please check it out once it comes out, um, and stay tuned on any of our social media. As always, hit us up if you're interested in recording in digital or analog. Uh, And, um, yeah, as always, uh, thank you to KZUM for all of their continued support. And um, without further ado, I would like to... Get right into this podcast. It's a long one, so let's not waste any time. Here is the Charlotte Records push, record, and run Charlotte recap, episode number
1: eleven. Start out with some dentist talk
0: because my mom
1: said I need to get. Get my teeth cleaned. <laughs> Roast at me, um, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> mom. No, she it's just—it's just time. Like I haven't been there in like two years, and yeah. you know, gotta go, gotta do it. Yeah, <laughs> time to do it.
0: Um, I'm a stickler when it comes to teeth.
1: I'm not. I
0: am a bad. Kid, not that I judge other people's teeth at least too horribly, but I guess Unless I judge people's like uh, other people's green. teeth as an extension of my neuroticism when it comes to my own teeth. Yeah, no, I've
2: seen a chick that like looked like she was growing moss off off her teeth, and like I was
0: see that's when it's wolf. like,
1: what are you doing? Come
2: on, it's interesting. I'd like to know like what it feels like to have an entire ecosystem on your mouth. <laughs> Like, it's kind (laughs) of cool.
0: Hawaii, in your (laughs) mouth. Hawaii!
2: Open your mouth and it's a
1: paradise. (laughs) She, uh... Bless her soul. Wrote on a piece of, like, duct tape, uh, a number of my dentist and it says, I gotta call this number. I never called that number. And now that piece of duct tape is just on my amp.
2: She, (laughs) She literally duct taped it to his shirt. Just, like, a piece of duct tape on his shirt and it says, call this number. Like...
0: Wow, she must really trust you. She does. <laughs> Apparently.
2: With simple tasks. But
0: he... <laughs> I'm not gonna do that.
1: Yeah. Come on, it's
0: so much work. Well they called you. <laughs> they did. I'm lucky to have enough time to take care of all the shit that my mom tells me to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one thing I didn't have while I was in college, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh and now like she was like, You gotta take care of those dead trees that we planted in your backyard and you gotta return them to Home <laughs> Depot. I'm like, "All right, yeah, that's cool." Um, you can return I'll... dead trees? You can. What? If a tree dot die- if you buy a tree, like we bought some this uh some evergreen like little pine trees for the backyard, uh, which is trash cuz I spent most of my childhood pruning out pine trees from my <laughs> parents' property. They're like, you know, they, they suck. You're going to anyway. keep up with it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um yeah, you just take them back and be like, "Yeah, these died within a specific amount of time and Or, you know, you could take them. It was months ago that we planted those things. I could have just neglected them. Yeah. (laughs) That seems like a very (laughs) loose, like, warranty on
1: plants. Yeah.
2: I don't understand return policies. (laughs) I worked at Journeys for a short amount of time, and their return policy was 365 days. On a pair Whoa. of fucking shoes. On shoes. Some chick came in with literal scraps. Like uh, they were, she, she couldn't have even been wearing them anymore. Like they were that beat up. And Just she, throw it in the melting she, pot of rubber
0: she, for the rest yeah, of the shoes they're going to make in the future. For
2: real. So she came and returned them and I was like, I don't, I'm going to ask my manager. And he did it. And I was like,
1: what? Customer's
0: always right. Yeah, These I guess trash so. Shoes. I need to return
2: my freaking Converse.
0: <laughs> it's funny as hell. Yeah.
1: Hunter, what was your first job?
0: My first job was, at, okay, so I, I worked my first job for a day, and then I quit because <laughs> it sucked. I worked oh, at yeah. that place in Ceresco for oh, for a day. No. And oh, I, no.
2: I guess I only remember it is the barn door.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. So it was the barn door before that, and then it turned into that place, which is... Is, that's oh, a great name. <laughs> yeah, that place. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's kind of serendipitous that the uh, the son of the owners of that place is now my roommate, mm-hmm. um, um. which is strange. Um, so now I have a bunch of dishes in my uh, cupboards that once they closed, um, Matt, my roommate, just took a bunch of dishes that they nice. had. <laughs> yeah. So I, I now have That Place's Dishes. Um, that's a band name, That Place's Dishes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Really bad band <laughs> That's um, a great bad Yeah. Name. What are you talking about? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, yeah. And my first day, I was a server, and I tried to take some guy's steak order, and I knew nothing about steak, <laughs> and I didn't know how to serve, and I was really bad. And so I walked over to his table, and I was like, um, uh, I, I, well, I, fro- I froze up, and like my ears got hot, and I was sweating. And then he gave me his order, and I came back, and I tried to relay it to the kitchen, Um, and I did it wrong and then he got the steak that was wrong. Turns out he's like a professional steak artist. What the fuck? I don't know, (laughs) man. And then, and I just hid in the kitchen while, uh, the owner went out and talked to him and they were like, oh, "Oh, shooting shit while I was sitting back there (laughs) feeling copious amounts of shame. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, so I quit there, like, immediately, because it sucked, and I would have had to drive all the way out to Saresco every time I went to work. And then I started working at uh, my friend Nelson's parents' restaurant, which is the Hub Cafe, and I've been working there ever goddamn since. Hell yeah. Yeah. You've yeah. been there for a while, though. I've been there for four years, dude. Damn! Yeah, it's, uh, it's something, isn't it? Time really flies, doesn't it?
2: It does. I worked at Hertz Donuts rice so
0: (laughs) three times really
2: yeah three separate times when I first got out of high school like with Nelson Dittman (laughs) so who you work with (laughs) yeah uh, he was like I don't know I said something about needing a place and he was like you can live with me so I was his roommate for a while and as soon as I moved in obviously I needed to find a job because I didn't have a job (laughs) I had just graduated high school and was moving to a different town they weren't gonna let you live there for free yeah, yeah so I started it hurts And I absolutely fucking despised it. I hated giving people their donuts. I hated being there. I hated decorating the donuts. Like everything about food service made me mad. And so I quit and then I was like, Oh my God, I don't have a job and then I finally found a job and then I was like, I need a second job And then I got another (laughs) I went back to Hertz because my friend had became become the assistant (laughs) manager and was like, Come back So I did and then I quit and I was like, You know what? that was pretty good money. (laughs) And then I went back one more time for like a month and I was like, fuck this place. Oh my God. Yeah. It just got ridiculous. Like, cause I was the delivery girl for them. So I would get in the ambulance and take the giant delivery ambulance all the way out to like the middle of nowhere to this small town. And like, there was this one time that it was right when COVID hit and like, we didn't understand what was going on. And so we... As the like delivery people didn't have masks but everybody else like was in their cars so it was just Mm -hmm. like a drive-through sort of deal like we were trying to do the social distancing thing we just didn't have masks drive-by donuts yeah drive-by donuts and the mayor of the town ended up like coming up to us and like yelling at us and like but like we sold one pack of donuts and then he was like shut this down I was like we just drove the mayor yeah we just drove like three hours here you're gonna shut us down after we're just we're just doing our jobs and he was like well blah blah blah. and like I understand now but at the time we were like what this is stupid like
0: how big is this town that the mayor is just hanging out trying to get some donuts (laughs) yelling at you
2: seriously I don't even know it wasn't that freaking big like it was not a big deal whatsoever but he was just freaking out and then he like made us call our boss and hand him the phone, and he's like, "Well, your employees are being rude," and blah blah. blah. And I was just like, "Oh my god!"
0: Mm.
3: And then Aww.
2: I quit again. Oh.
0: Good, good riddance.
2: Good God.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, I'm I'm fortunate enough to work at a restaurant where um, most people who come in are, uh, you know, they expect a particular level of food, and so they're willing to give you a little bit more kindness mm-hmm. off off the cuff. And also, being in the middle of Nebraska helps because there's a specific type of like Midwest um, empathy that yeah. people have. And so, if if it were if if I was working at that same restaurant in like the middle of Portland or in the middle of L.A., mm-hmm. I, it would be a whole different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but it, I mean, it's it's nice to have clientele that are I either either apathetic or have an element of playful kindness that they deliver, which is why I can stand at the register all day and be satisfied with that. Yeah. Um, But other, you know, I'm the only one at the restaurant that likes to do the register. I mean, I'm fine with everything else, but I get bored as shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd much rather, you know, work my brain and try and talk to people um, and, you know, work on, work on my own uh, sociability cuz yeah. that's something that I struggle with to begin with. Uh so it's it's nice to have people there all the time that I'm forced to talk to even even though it is in a in a uh customer service setting. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, Gage, have you worked you've worked food service?
1: Yeah. Uh it's always yeah, you know, I feel like my brain has been trained into having food service be like such a reasonable job for me because it's just like there's if there's an issue there's usually uh solution immediately available so it's not like there's a whole lot of stressors going on besides it getting busy but that just means work faster yeah so yeah i worked at noodles and company Working somewhere, food service now. Uh, My first job was...
0: In an undisclosed location. Yeah.
1: (laughs) A pizza place was my first job in Galesburg. That was fun. It was a friend of mine's uh, parents' place. I hated Mm. working at a pizza place. I got to make the pizzas, though. It was fun.
2: My boss told me I made the pizzas wrong because I didn't put the vegetables vegetables on in a circular motion rather like sprinkle
0: it's not enough magic you, you know. just pile them all in the middle <laughs> <of them. laughs> well yeah so everybody's first bite it? is all the vegetables <laughs> and then they're done eating the vegetables and then they, they can eat get, the good stuff yeah, exactly. <laughs> right i mean i that seems like the most logical solution exactly. to me. i was thinking
2: ahead she didn't understand like, <laughs>
0: that, that was romano's right yeah nice. it, was. it yeah. was
2: such a Grand old time <laughs> at that place.
0: I like Romano's, man. Oh my for, god, it's so good. It is really good it's pizza. So good. It's, I just
2: hated working there. Don't I
0: they love have the food. cream cheese pizza? Yeah, mm. cream, the cream cheese is tight god, there, man. Like yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, Romano's is the pizza joint out in Raymond, uh, Nebraska, yeah. where CJ and I grew up for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the surrounding towns, and uh, it's always it's always the employer of all the high school kids. Yeah. Who are out there? Yeah. Um. And it's a, it's a fine job. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: pays well. It does. And it's, yeah. you get good food. And you, right. There's cool people that work there for the most part. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so, nice. Yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm glad that I get to work in front of house because back a house would be grueling as shit. It's hovering over a hot furnace of food. Mm-hmm. Noodles. The company was
1: that. It was so hot. All the time. On game days, it it. was just brutal. And one time... fuck game days.
0: Fuck Nebraska football. I'm Mm. sorry. (laughs) Hot take, but fuck Nebraska
1: football. Did you see all this, like, wear red, drink blue, and people just, like, storming the... uh, Drink blue? Like, Bud Light? Light? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Gotcha. Like, that's some radio
0: competition going on right now. Drink blended police officers. (laughs) Drink them. Drink them. Either that or suck their dicks. (laughs) Either one
1: seems like the same group of people would do <laughs> both. Ooh. <laughs> like um, these boots. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like people storming the hay market just wearing red, probably not wearing a mask and just being general dicks. But
0: you guys didn't sell Bud Light.
1: We have Bud. Uh, oh, at Noodles & yeah. Company? You know, they used to have alcohol they used to serve really? beers and shit but so when i got
0: there no bueno beer That's... and pasta noodles are a post beer food
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah right I mean, well, it's just carbs yeah. on carbs yeah right
0: i'd feel i'd feel guilty <laughs> drinking <laughs> a beer and eating a ton of noodles i'd have to like waddle out
1: of
3: there i mean
1: <laughs> having noodles and company be my main source of drink
0: your broth food. drink your beer
3: yeah yeah I mean, you'd be carrying <laughs> get
0: bloated you know. Literally one time that should though, be their logo. Their motto is "Get bloated." Get <laughs> bloated. <laughs> Bloat responsibly.
1: <laughs> Literally, okay. One time, uh, somebody placed. So I was like the one of the chefs. So I'm cooking it up on the the skillets, and shuffling noodles in a pan most of, most of the time. And the, as uh, as one does, they shuffle yes, the noodles. Shuffle yeah. the noodles. <laughs> There's a lot of um burners and somebody put the dish I was going to serve on the shelf above the burners and those burners get really high flames so I go to grab the dish and it just scalds my hand but it's a ready dish it's like trying to serve it so I can't just drop it so I have to bring it all the way over there and I'm just like oh
3: Frick, 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 frick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then I just <coughs>
0: run back and shove my hand in the ice.
1: Dude, I'm so sick of that. I'm not going to cook. I don't want to yeah. cook. Yeah.
0: I've, I've gotten pretty good. I, I have like now callus. I, feel, I don't. But I feel like I should have calluses <laughs> on like my forearm and like right above my elbow, right mm-hmm. on my bicep because what I do is I put a plate in one hand and then I I put another plate and then another plate and Mm. then I carry them all out, so three plates on one arm and then I grab the last plate with the other hand either that or i do one to grab the plate with the other hand and then lift the other one underneath with both of my hands if that makes any sense i'm not ready to be a server it's it's fun because they're they're all all, the people who come to the hub are always willing to help you like if you have to open the door and go on the deck or whatever they're like oh my gosh she's working so hard for me oh yes (laughs) let's help him you know or you know i'll come up and be like all right guys, let's take this one off the bottom first. I'm burning <laughs> you, myself yeah. as I'm there, you know, at the table. <laughs> it's like, okay guys, I'm scalding right now. <laughs> you can hear the sizzle. Take though. it off the bottom, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. And they take it. And I'm
1: like, unload everything real quick. Yeah. All right, have fun, <laughs> you know. <laughs> have fun with your food.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, the longer I work at the hub though, the more I uh, the more I'm apathetic. Towards mm. customers, and it's mm-hmm. really sad because I I don't want it to be that way. They're talking about going back to table service again.
1: Mm, not ready.
0: I'm not ready for that. I don't want table service. I want to be able to stand at the register and just like sling orders all day. Yeah, I'm
2: very over people as well. Like I don't I don't know what it is. Like I don't know if it's because of COVID or what happened, but like I've found that with my job. Like for those of you who don't know, I'm an office girl and like secretary. I guess secretary secretary figure. And, like, good God, anytime anybody keep like, comes up to me and asks a question, like, I don't even want to deal with it anymore. I'm like, you could probably figure that out on your own. You're asking, you're asking me questions. So yeah.
3: much. Yeah.
2: Like, I'm just, I'm like, oh, uh, I'm so sad.
1: <laughs> I'm literally just vibing. Yeah, you gotta, like, I'm just vibing. <laughs> I
2: love people, but, like, I don't know.
1: It's just the no-mask people that bother me. Like, oh, yeah. we have masks available for free.
3: Mm -hmm. at our
1: restaurant so i'm i'm a host so i'm just seating people and greeting people the whole time and people come in without a mask and then start getting accusatory once i'm like do you have one like yeah it's in the car (laughs) and then keep standing still okay here's a free one and then they just
0: hold it yeah there are two types of people that don't wear masks. First of all, the classic one is the Karens. I and mean, I mean, every single person that comes in that doesn't want to wear a mask mm-hmm. that is uh, is a Karen type is a Karen type, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why the meme is so funny. Mm-hmm. But the other one that people don't talk about as much is like super muscular bro dudes. Yeah. Who are like mm-hmm. tall and have a really low voice and a big old <laughs> hunkin' beard, you know? If like I had a big ass guys. beard, I wouldn't want to wear a mask. Well, beard. no, me, me neither. Dumb. Yeah, <laughs>
1: but right. Sanita- <laughs> sanitariness. There was a There was a dude.
0: There was a dude who came in uh, who had a huge beard and then a mask that was the most gigantic. It went all the way <laughs> around his beard. Like Joe's mask. Well, I'm sorry, we don't talk about politics on the podcast. Um, How's the studio? It's fucking tight. Been coming that along, we're man. sitting in. That we're sitting in at the moment. Um, we sound um, a lot. Let's take a I, ponder. I, a, hmm. We sound a lot better, in my opinion. I though. think. Oh, I think so. so yeah. We're I crisp well, and clear. All of this. Uh, all of this foam padding rearrangement has been uh, just today that I did all this. Courtesy. Very nice. I, I like the squares. Yeah. Well, I got the um, the two panels from the Mez and then uh, and then everything else. It used to be just kind of sparsely scattered around, and now it's, like, more clustered, which I think is a little bit more... Mm -hmm. I I mean, it's... it's it's meant to collect the sound that reflects off different points of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's that seems like it should be obvious. But I, when I first when I first did this, I was like, okay, let's just try to place them as equidistant apart and cover as much space as yeah. possible. <laughs> and and now I'm like, okay, well that's not going to really do much. Yeah. Because there's going to be places that miss, and then it's going to bounce out and be <laughs> and be Very even weirder. Weird. It's going to be super weird. It's gonna then, come out, bounce back as a grid. <laughs> yeah, and I've been I've been reading this book called Mixing Secrets for the Small Studio, and, um, and one of the things that he talks about is how you should spend as much money on your acoustics in your room as you do on your monitors.
3: Hmm.
0: Um, at least at, at least enough as much uh, effort researching and 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 figuring out what's gonna work for your room um, as, as you would with studio monitors. And I think one, one aspect that I've been neglecting this entire time is my listening space. Mm -hmm. So having, having your monitors up on a pedestal, which they are now and that, and like you play something through it and it's, oh, it's so crisp, man. I mean, it's bypassing the entire reverberation of the desk and, uh, and every like just the the random shit that I have placed around, like the reel to reels right in the middle of them. And when you clap your when you clap your hands, I'm gonna do this. We'll see if we can get it. See if it'll it'll actually do this on on here. But I don't know if you can hear that. But there's like a little brink. I hear, uh, yeah, right? I did hear that. Yeah. The only thing that's reverberating in the room is the reels on the reel to reel. oh, I that makes total sense. Isn't that great? That's wild. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really satisfied with that. Um, another thing that I've been neglecting for a long time is figuring out plugins because uh, there are so many badass free plugins that you can just get online um, and they do so many different things. One compressor is going to sound infinitely different from another one. So mm-hmm. my my goal as of now has been collecting as many different compressing units and, and um, you know, expanders and Mm -hmm. delay and synths, like all these crazy VST instruments, all this stuff, um, because each one of them is going to lend itself to an entirely another project, a new project. Um, And so I found one recently. It's, uh, It's called... Labs, L-A-B-S, it's, some, it's by some company, I can't remember what it's called, but they, they basically have people all around the world who record instruments and then like acoustic instruments and then they make samples of it and they have this entire base of samples that they put on online for free. And then you download as many of the different sample plugins as you want and then they all go into this one particular plugin um, that you use for all kinds of stuff. And each one is like m- m- manipulatable I don't that's know if cool. that's a word. Yeah, but uh, but you can do a lot with it. Like, like there's this one where it's like ominous strings, yeah. And and uh, you put it on, and then you crank up the reverb, and then you put like some weird arpeggiation on it, and it's
3: mm-hmm. just like
0: <laughs> fucking awesome, man. I was do- I was doing that last night. I was like up really late last night, um, with a terrible headache because of my caffeine thing, and <laughs> and uh, just like. Uh... Yeah. Give me, give me dark, <laughs> deep noises. Give me the dose. <laughs> Send me into a trance, please. <laughs> um, but I've also been having a lot of fun with the Moog, with the Moog synth, like the physical synthesizer that oh, we yeah. have here. Um, it's a beast. It is. It's a total beast, man. And uh, you know, there's there's lots of uh, negative aspects to the Moog grandmother in particular, because mm-hmm. they they didn't cut corners on it. Um, they didn't cut corners when it came to the internal componentry, but they cut corners maybe a little bit when it came to the various connections and maybe lubricating things up and mm. like it wasn't checked as well as I would have liked it like to have it be. Yeah, and <laughs> and, uh, and so you know there'll be things from time to time that are easy fixes, you know like it'll get stuck on one note and then I have to flip it upside down on my bed and and take off the entire bottom so I can remove the keyboard itself and then hook it back in. And then after you do that, it kind of resets itself, Mm -hmm. which is so fucking weird. And these are weird. These are little things that you learn just because fucking around around because you have to, you know, (laughs) out of necessity. Um, Or like, you know, um, the filter knob on it. uh, It has a little bit of crackling, like there's Mm -hmm. oxidation in the pot and there's there's not. Why would there? It's a brand new machine. So all I, all I did was like crank, 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 crank back and <laughs> forth as fast as I could until the crackling went away. And then I went away. <laughs> so it was a little shit like that,
1: that just I have to take care of. Dirty pot just fucking <laughs> keeps just going until the dirt disappears. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> so I've been having fun with that. Um, I, uh, I got a new audio mixer. It's, it's like a a box unit I'm looking at it right now because i i have i was a trouble, trouble describing exactly what it is because it looks like no other mixer that you've ever seen <laughs> in your whole life but it's uh it, you know it's laid out like a like a rack mounted unit um you know like a, the one like a the tape red deck. knobs which one no it's the black one under it's the tape yeah under the ta- under the main oh, four track okay, deck okay, okay. um and it does uh, look weird yeah yeah it's got a built-in reverb unit to it which i still haven't fucked with yet (laughs) um but uh yeah it has four it has three or four outs so the purpose of that was to basically have it function like extra aux sends Mm -hmm. in a mixer right sure so i'll have one that's going out to uh, the main room and then one to the uh the monitor speakers and then one to a headphone for me yeah right um so that's that's kind of cool i mean I, I am obsessed with routing I don't know if you can tell yet, but I'm absolutely obsessed with routing it's it's one of those things where I in in order for me to ma- start making music for the day to begin with I have to have everything damn perfect yeah so I can do whatever the fuck I want even if I'm not working on that specific thing that day sure. you know it's, it's there for you it's there for me and right it's ready to go and it's ready to go. And, I feel um, like that's uh, exactly
1: what you need. So, like, I- if you had other people coming in, like, we do, because that's what we do. Because that's what we do. Uh, uh, if they're having a spur of the moment, like, shit, I'm going to do this. Like, yeah. We're ready for it.
0: Right, right. Or as ready as we can be, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so what I'm what I'm really happy about at this point is the fact that uh, the reel-to-reel is now hooked up. So it's eight, eight channels. Uh, so the eight channels from the first... The first eight channels on the mixing board, 16-channel mixing board, first eight channels go into the, the inputs of the A track and then mm-hmm. the outputs of the A track go into the next eight channels, and then those eight channels all have a direct out that go into the interface. So you go from out in the main room, everything recording in from a different mic, a mic per channel, right, if you're doing a live session or whatever, mm-hmm. mic per channel, uh, and then you mix it straight with the... Uh, with the mixing board, you don't even have to do it, uh, throw it into your DAW or whatever. You just do it straight on the mixing board, and we got a ton of, you know, like... I'm um, so excited to get
1: cracking on that. I haven't yeah, man. been able to mix on, like, straight to tape, but I'm really excited to do yeah. that. Yeah, and
0: then and then the uh, the quarter-inch reel-to-reel is sitting on top of the 8-track reel-to-reel, oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just mix straight out of that and then into the uh, the one on top, The big the big baby sitting <laughs> on top of the even bigger baby right <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm laughing because oh, I, one of your panels just fell <laughs> oh man all right well that was bound to happen um uh, i'll I'll take care of that later whatever oh uh, yeah whatever <laughs> um, um but yeah so like we can do it all analog or we can send it into the daw and fuck with it there and so there's so much shit that you can do and it's it's really i mean it's i revel in the fact that uh i can do anything that i <laughs> I want here now you know <laughs> like there's so much stuff awesome it's so much stuff so yeah really happy about that that's awesome dude yeah man i'm so glad you just have fun i do <laughs> even just setting it up you yeah. know setting it up is half the fun for me even though making music is awesome and the reward is so great because it's yeah. music
3: mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. just
0: setting it up and making sure it all works well together is oh god it's so satisfying
3: Ah. Uh. All Sorry, right. I'm. On. I'm
1: grabbing my notebook, but I. No, yeah. I actually want to. I would like to talk about our prices, like I stated previously. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So basically, you know how we started this was um, the damsels um, came in to record a turning face. And after that, you know, I mixed it, and I said to Hunter, "We should keep doing this." And yeah, he was all for it. I still am, brother. Hell yeah! Uh, so DIY for the masses has been the the motto for us thus far, and I wanted to be true to that and talk about our prices upfront and personal in the podcast. So. If you're looking to record one song, it's just gonna be straight up two fifty. That's recording. That's mixing. If you want it, that's whatever you send need it done. away from mastering the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. That's everything. We'll do our damnedest. We'll take as much time as we need. You know, as many times as you need a remix or a re, whatever you need a re-record. So let's just do it. We got you. Um, once we get to two, two songs. That's three fifty three songs that's 420 ah.
0: Ah.
1: basically go. so the main price will go up but your price per song is going to go down as we go up so four songs is 500 bucks straight up 125 per song instead of 2 250 that's a steal that's a bargain once we get up to like 6 7 anything past that big projects we're just going to go straight up 100 bucks per song straight and simple because then you're trusting us with a big art project of yours. That's a lot of time and soul that you've put into that, and we don't want to be ripping you off. Yeah,
0: and the fact and the fact that you've made it thus far, that far with us, mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm. mean, the fact that yeah. you've invested so much time and energy in us, we're willing to invest some money back in you guys. Oh, oh yeah. So. Oh, yeah. You don't catch a much roof.
2: catch Yeah. Oh, yeah podcast potential. Come in for a podcast and talk about how you liked recording with us.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Do
2: fun stuff like that. Be our friends. We
0: want you to come sing your sing our praises into a microphone. Yes. yes. Come exactly.
2: <laughs> Come give us compliments and then we can give you some. It's win-win.
1: We're talking to you, I'll Colby. I'll
2: post... I'll post, <laughs> I'll post a, a cute picture of you and be like, tee-hee, look how cool this person is. We're working with them. Follow them. And then... Yeah. Yeah, man. You get to see that.
1: We're trying to... Beautiful
2: fruition of your artistic vision. Oh, yeah. Beautiful.
1: We're trying to think up some um, some promotion deals we can do. You know, if you trust us enough to handle your music-making process, maybe you'll trust us enough to boost your potential of fans. Yeah. Because we've all been around the bend in the promotion scene.
2: And it's all about them connections, baby. Oh
0: yeah. It do be.
2: It do be. Who you
0: following who's following you. Yep. So on that note, uh tell us what's going on with social media stuff, CJ. How social
2: media stuff Social
0: media stuff.
2: Oh, it's been fun so far. A little yeah. slow, but just been posting about the most recent podcast episodes that we got. Oh yeah. Scouting bands all around the surrounding areas is always fun finding local talent. I find myself like just shooting random people messages like, "Hey, I love what you do. Look into this." And then, you know, potential interest. It's how we got the Zebos, I think. I, yeah. Just messaged uh, the frontman, Jord, who was on a couple episodes ago. I am I'm like, so are
1: cool. disappointed. Y'all didn't appreciate his Sly Cooper reference. Come on. I don't I don't know who, I don't that, know is. who that is. <sighs> I'm so, Jord, I'm so you're listening sorry, to man. This.
2: Gage appreciates you. I
1: texted him. <laughs> and he was like, I know. That Dimitri's song is so good. Hmm. Wow. Well, Cy Cooper worst. is a thieving raccoon. Gage is our pop culture PS2. reference gear. only for old PlayStation games.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Well, I have my limits. Na- no, well, that's where we differ.
3: Then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs>
2: that's why. You could have just said it was a video game thing. Yeah.
0: I don't know if anybody knows this, but I didn't have any video games growing up at all. That's a shame. Mm. Never played any video games. Never will. <laughs> he
2: didn't even have a smartphone until.
0: Until college. Yeah. Damn. Yeah.
2: I always appreciated it. My mom thought it was the coolest thing. Really? My, my mom always praised your Walkman and oh, things yeah. like that. And I think she saw you with your flip phone once and was like, why is that kid so cool? It's like, this is parents or yeah. something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I remember one. So I did. We both did speech in high school mm-hmm. and uh, there was one meet. I think it was it was qualifying for nationals or something like that. And I brought we had to do an overnight in Kearney or somewhere in Omaha so I brought my, my big carrying case of tapes mm-hmm. and my Walkman. Um, and I, I just walk around the speech meet in between rounds and just listen to music. And, and, uh, I left it one time. I left it at the table or our communal table for our team. And I went to my round and I, and I was walking back to the commons area where it was. And there was, uh, one of our, um, Help speech helper people. Yeah. It's this huge transgender woman. I mean, tall. I mean, like massive, like, like Amazonian woman. Yeah. I remember her. And she was very sassy. Very, she, yeah, very I was going to say,
2: I remember her because she gave me some very critical.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, she made yeah. people cry Yeah, exactly. on a regular basis. And uh, she stole my Walkman and, and was walking <laughs> towards me in the hallway listening to my in-ear headphones <laughs> and my Walkman. And I was livid. I was like, please never do that again.
3: <laughs> why would I, they do that?
0: why well, would why would she freaking do that? Why man? would they think that's okay to just oh, like you... ne- <laughs> anyway, whatever. That's <laughs> 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 people gave me tons of shit for my Walkman, but I, I loved it. I no, it was great. Occasionally I'll bring it back out again, you know, and, and listen to tapes. Usually I I don't make as many mixtapes tapes anymore. I used to make a ton of mixtapes. tapes. You but... made us such a good one. A good old dance <laughs> mix. On a tape machine that worked to an extent. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, but yeah, man, I—I I mean, again, here at Shallow Records, uh, <laughs> we do tape reproduction, and it's—it's it's been my passion for a really long time, and uh, so you can expect some really decent sounding tapes, um, because you know, I've—I've I've in, I've invested some time making sure my tape decks sound top top notch. Denon, Harman, Carden, Nakamichi, Dex, motherfucker. <laughs> he knows String what he's em. talking about. <laughs> String them all together. Get those, <laughs> get those highs crisp. Get those lows booming. That's okay. what I'm talking about, man. So
2: so all in all, if you're was, interested in cassettes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, know how gotcha.
2: to talk to.
1: <laughs> I was... I, I was um, we're a big fan of Jack White over here and all of his uh, yeah. artistic endeavors. I was watching uh, the Adam
0: Savage. Uh, oh, the tour of, of Third Man Records? The one in Nashville? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: That place is so
0: beautiful. Oh, it's tight. But that The lip... yellow-black color scheme.
1: Mm-hmm. I love awesome. his theme, his color coordination for all of his projects. But that's, besides the point I'm trying to get to, um, when he was talking about why analog... Jack said something along the lines of like, if you're going digital, you're always going to be missing something because the, what's the fucking word? The conversion the, to digital? Is that like per second? Oh yeah. The bit rate? Yeah. Bit rate is the word. Um, You're always going to be missing something, but when you're going on tape uh, or on a lathe, like straight to vinyl. Yeah. Yeah it's going to be consistent it's going to be one solid sound and that's how you capture the magic that's how you get those those inconsistencies that make a song more interesting that's how you get
0: you put the if you put the pressure on the people say you got you got this take yeah i see that in so many artists i mean really really good artists who decide on a whim to decide or to to record all all analog like radiohead did that for Moon shaped pool. They recorded that entire album, from Mm -hmm. my understanding, all analog, which is crazy. You know, I was listening to Johnny Greenwood talk about it, and he was like, he he said the same thing that you did. He was like, put the pressure on it, man, because like you're going to record over the take that Mm -hmm. you just did on the next take. Yeah, right. So you got to be really confident in that what you're doing is uh, what what you you really want to release. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm Uh, and, you know, that's that's a lot of fun, um, particularly listening to, to albums that you knew that, you know, are recorded all analog, which is what makes some of those 70s and 80s, 60s, 70s, 80s albums when they were really finally perfecting the art of, of the uh, analog tape, you know, going all the way up to 24 tracks or whatever on two inch tape. Um, it's, it's like, I mean, I, we've I mean, we've talked about this before, but Boston, man. It's just one guy in his basement with the same tape machine we have here in the shallot studio, you know, and it's only eight tracks and he's doing all of the instrumentation himself. And can you, I didn't look? know he was doing all that himself. Yeah, I was doing wild. all of it himself except for the vocals. He brought Brad Delp in for the vocals, Sure. but like, man, I, I, I strive for that. I mean, I, one would, one would assume that with improved technology over the years, we would be able to replicate that on this tape machine like that, like super easy. Mm -hmm. But like, there is, there's no way I could, there's no (laughs) fucking, he just, he had such, he designed all his own gear. He had such an ear for that whole thing. And he was 26 when that album came out. Wow. or, or listening to Pink Floyd's dark side of the moon. I mean, them and, and, uh, freaking Alan Parsons stood over the mixing desks. It was not automated at all. And they turned on and off tracks and, you know, faded up and faded down and turned on compression, wherever, whatever they were doing, it was all done manually. And so they did each track like that. And the way that it flows all together, it's from tons of tape splicing, just like beautiful studio magic that is completely manual. And I can't get over that, that fact. Um, That's wild. But talking about Jack White, I just go off on this for a little bit. Um, But he did. uh, What's what's the Ice Station Zebra album? The most recent, the most recent album that he did. Um, oh. I saw. Boarding Boarding on, House Reach. I haven't seen his new new shit. That he he was
1: on like Conan or something like. Yeah, that. He he, was he, playing it. He did something about Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He did that song Ice Station Ice Station Zebra on Conan. Um, and that, that album was the first one he ever used digital. Really? And it's because he had a conversation with Jay-Z. And Jay-Z was like, <laughs> nobody fucking cares how you record your music, man. All they care about is that it sounds good, <laughs> right? And so he was like, all right, well, shit. I guess I'll just give it a shot. So he recorded everything, sure. went to a studio in in New York. He picked out a bunch of really eccentric studio musicians to record with him. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, he came out with, in my what in, in my opinion is one of the best albums of the 2010s, you know. So, yeah. so you y- you take somebody they, that that was definitely outside of his comfort zone, mm-hmm. you know, doing mm-hmm. that. Uh, and so he, he took the elements of that that he knew, the elements of digital recording that he understood, and complemented on that by hearing hearing what he could do with it, and then doing exactly that, right. <laughs> So yeah. my, my entire intention with the studio is to hear what I can do with these different aspects that, yeah. I, that I'm collecting over time, mm-hmm. you know, the Roland stage piano, the Moog, the compression units, whatever it is, hearing what I can do with that and then executing it, knowing how... It, only in the way that I know how to do it. Sure. Because I have a limited knowledge of all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So there is a particular sound that I'm going to get from my limited knowledge of of all of these different instruments.
1: Yeah, same goes with my mixing. Like you're going to
0: get a particular sound. I'm not
1: a master, obviously. I ain't go to school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
0: You know, you just buy, you buy a book, but and you go you learn all that shit or exactly. bri- just fuck around you and figure go out what
1: sounds good. What sounds good. If it sounds good to you, it probably will sound good to somebody else. As long as right. you're not doing something completely like fucked up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. You're trying, you're trying to do some crazy. Like you, if you hear about, oh my God, um, I could use a patch bay for this, that, and the other thing, or I could use, uh, I could do some, what's, what's it called? Fuck. I can't, I can't remember. Um, yeah. but you know, you, you try, you try and do something that you hear about, um, and you just sort of start fucking around with it and either it could be magic or it could sound like absolute trash garbage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, focus on your, uh, on your strengths Yeah. And to anybody out there who's recording, you know, you don't have to l- know how to do all this crazy crap. You don't have to learn exactly what to what degree the gain needs to be set on this expander unit you know what i mean it's not perfect just fuck around and figure out what sounds good Mm -hmm. i mean there are lots of different strategies and and uh um uh different step you know there's there's different steps in a process right that you do yeah right i mean you start with the most important instrument or the most important track uh, and then you work your way down to the least, setting yeah. just the bare bones levels, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you go into EQ, and then you go into the frilly fun stuff like reverb and delay and yeah. all that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So there are standardized methods of doing those things, but for the main, f- for the most part, just fuck around, you know? Yeah. Figure out what sounds cool.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like when I when I start a mix, I
1: have like a general uh step by step that i go through mm-hmm. just to start but then once i'm past that it's just a lot of fucking around yeah. <laughs> until you i find something that sounds something
2: good. could be better mm-hmm. you get some yeah. information from the artist i mean mm-hmm. with you and one of the most recent works that you've been working on it's been a lot of back and forth um building off of the con- the, critis- the constructive criticism that you receive. And, like, I watched you put, like, 20 hours into that. Like, yeah. you know, so it's, it's definitely a just a learning and tweaking process. Mm-hmm. Tweaking, if that's the right word.
1: It's just a lot of re-listening. Yeah. Taking a break. Taking a day off. Let and it percolate. Mm-hmm. Listen to some other music. Mm-hmm. See what you can pull from that. Mm-hmm. And
0: then try and do it again. Yeah.
3: It's so beauty. much fun.
0: It's so fun.
2: It's the so beauty fun. of art.
0: It's crazy how you'll you listen to something one day and then you'll listen to it the next day, and I think it's total shit. Or you'll, yeah, <laughs> or you'll you know you'll enjoy it more than you did.
1: It's a big problem because if you sit with the same thing over and over again, all the the little things start to disappear. Then when you you leave it for a day or two, you come back and you're like, what the fuck is that?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Like I I didn't hear that yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, something needs to change here, but what exactly is it that needs to change? Your ears need a break. That's yep. what changed. Yep. <laughs> Your ears needed a break. <laughs> 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 what blows my mind is how people can mix albums beautifully when they're inebriated in some way, shape or form. <laughs> that blows my mind. Like I'll 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 be I'll have some beers with buddies and I'm just having a good time and then I'll come in here and try to mix a song that I recorded the night prior and I'm like that sounds weird. And then I'll change it and I'll be like, that sounds weird. What was I just doing? Oh yeah, that sounded weird. What do I do to, you know, <laughs> yeah. like it, it's stupid, man. And then I think about, you know, uh, Snoop Dogg in the studio, you know, just mm-hmm. rolling blunts and having fun, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh Jesus, dude, how do you do that? Or, or think about Kevin Parker, you know, he's like, yeah. the the way I record is I buy enough alcohol and weed to sustain me for a party by myself all night long, and then I make music all night long. Wonderful. Like, that sounds like that sounds great in theory Yeah. for me. But in execution... <laughs> but in execution... I, You'd be all over the place. Yeah, I think I, about, my mind would just be like, uh, after a while, I'm just going to sit down and be like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Or I think about Ringo Starr. It's like, yeah, people like to say the Beatles did a lot of drugs when we were recording all those albums, but honestly... Um, When we did smoke weed or we did do whatever before a session, it it always ended up turning out like shit, (laughs) you know, and we'd have to go back and figure out what was wrong with it the next day. And it ended up being more work than it was Mm -hmm. enlightenment or whatever, you know. That's what I noticed when I can't sing when
1: I'm high. (laughs) Yeah.
0: My voice gets deeper.
1: Yeah. It changes. (laughs) It's crazy. I
0: don't know, man.
1: Hunter. Hunter. Yes. What do you know about vocal pedals? Because I've been trying to build back up my pedal board, getting some pretty basic stuff, but I think it is all be crucial to the the tone that yeah. I'm, I'm moving towards. But define vocal pedal. Okay, TC Helicon makes like reverb, uh, harmony, uh, duplicator pedals. Hmm. I want cj to have those when she's yeah. up there singing right like full, a lot of venues have like the mez y'all have reverb on your mixing board don't yeah they? yeah
0: yeah we have built in reverb and delay on that on that oh. yamaha board that we have there but i feel like having the control right at the the, the singer's foot <sighs> i feel like
1: more people should be doing that it seems wild that there's only like one brand really making those pedals because i keep i was looking around all week for vocal yep. pedals that were yep. even interesting there's either like only the big $500 units that are like a bunch of shitty presets or a hundred dollar okay pedals right
0: yeah i mean just stomp boxes that you can just hit and then all of a sudden your voice turns into a cavalcade of reverb you know yeah something like that and i i went into i fucking god damn it i i'll have one experience with guitar center that's positive and then the (laughs) next time i go in there they're like they don't know the difference between the resonant head and the batter head of a kick (laughs) drum i'm like oh god damn it guys um killing me. It, it, killing me. But I, I went in there one time and I was like, "Hey, do you guys have any uh y- y- pedals for vocals like like distortion and, you know, like, you know, as you would yeah. on a guitar?" I would and love they were like, like, "I don't know what the fuck you're talking about." Come <laughs> yeah. on. Okay. I would love like a pedal
1: where you press it and then it sounds like you're singing through like an old radio, you know? Like yeah. those big dude compression whatever the fuck you I, call it. I
0: I have a pedal for you then, CJ. That would sound tight. Uh, it is a Dan Electro Daddyo. <laughs> it is the it is the first pedal that I think first distortion pedal that Mark Champion ever fucked with because when, we when we were recording that Disaster Clams EP, um, I brought it over and it was one of the only pedals that I had. I had just I had just gotten that uh, MXR Distortion Plus that I used for almost everything, and so then that was my secondary uh, distortion pedal, and I lent it to him, and. Uh, and he fucked around with it, and, and I think eventually hated it. Um, but we used it. We used it for the distortion on the first song on that Disaster Clams EP, uh, just great. for the, for yeah. the vocals. And uh, I, I fucking love it, man. I mean, it's not. It's just gritty.
1: It's a guitar pedal, though, right? Yeah, I didn't see. I I didn't want. I haven't tested anything, and or looked up any shit. But I wasn't sure if I could use a guitar pedal for vocals.
0: Yeah. No, you totally can. You just no. got to make sure that there's no, well, you know, like the true bypass mm-hmm. and then the buffered by or whatever yeah. it's called. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to watch for that because the buffered ones are going to take something away. Sure. From yeah. your sound. Um, but you know, you get, I think the dead, uh, is a true bypass, which is really nice. Um, but, uh. But yeah, dude, it just makes it sound like you have your hand over the mic and you're just like up here like this, you know? See? Yeah, that's exactly what I want. And another way to get that same effect, the effect that I was going for was like, you do that with an SM58, like a standard vocal microphone Mm -hmm. and just crank up the tape deck and get all of the tape distortion going into it. Not to the point where it's like cracking out, but just so you're getting that distortion. And if you, if you do that with an SM58 and just scream into the microphone, like clasping your hand over, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. right up close, um, and then turn the, turn the tape input all the way up, it's going to sound like that. That's you sick. You know? That's sick. And so, dude, that Dan Electro daddy is going to get you that fucking tape sound. That, That'd like, old fine. shitty radio sound. I'd, I'd love to lend it to you. Just oh, yeah. go fuck sad. around with it, yes. you know?
1: <clears throat> Another thing. For ease of our live performance... We are looking into running two different guitar rigs into the same amp. Would there be any
0: problems with that?
1: As long as it's got two inputs?
0: No. I wouldn't see any. I've done so many rehearsals going straight into the Twin Reverb out there, which has... It's two channels, but each channel has two inputs. Yeah. Right. Is one of those like the reverb
1: channel and one of the... Okay.
0: One of them has the reverb and and the tremolo, or they call it vibrato. It's actually tremolo, which is stupid. (laughs) Um but uh, but yeah, no, it's it's super nice because then you can just have one huge eighty watt amp just honking in the middle of the room, and then you can have two entirely different sounds coming out of it, both sounding clear as sh- it's clear as shit. I just didn't want any like loss,
1: like it being half the tone or half the sound from. No, I I've I,
0: never seen that. I feel honestly, like from my the only
1: problem I I would gather from that would be if we were playing at the same time which is not what we're going to be doing we're just doing it for ease of access because one of us plays drums at a time and the other one plays lead so we're trying to have as seamless of a transition but we both have our own pedal boards and Mm. i want to use my
0: own wait so you're not going to be playing at the same time
1: no like he's going to be set up into one it could be easier if we just like get he gave me the guitar but I want to use my guitar yeah, and right, my right. pedal board, and he wants to use his guitar and his pedal board. Mm-hmm. So having both of our rigs just like going into the same amp and then finding a middle ground on the amp.
0: So what would you guys be doing when one person is playing the guitar? Drums.
1: The other person is on drums. Oh, on drums. Mm-hmm.
0: I see, I see. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Tight. Yeah, dude, that'd be a lot of fun. And it, and it would blend with the consistency, or it would, it would be more consistent with your sound the entire time. You know, even though you guys are playing through different guitars and different pedal boards, it's gonna be fairly as
1: consistent as we can get it. Especially at like a volume level, like you don't want to be setting up three amps if you're only gonna use two at a time. Like that's just.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be hauling, hauling all kinds of amps all yeah. over the place. Yeah. And then like it's like gonna a
2: musician.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, what do you think we are? Uh,
2: I'm carrying a microphone. That's it.
0: <laughs> I got my custom microphone. I got my
2: bedazzled. I'm bedazzling a microphone. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're trying to fuck. pick. It's gonna have tassels. It's gonna fucking Ooh. shoot fireworks.
0: It's gonna be we <laughs> retract
2: has... into a telescope.
0: But but what <laughs> microphone is it gonna be? That's my question.
2: Give me we ad- don't know. give me advice. What okay, should I get my own signature CJ mic. You gotta give me a good recommendation. Like I need <laughs> yeah. my own to decorate. He's everything. busting into you the. Use,
0: you gotta use the one that that shouldn't have been used on the Peachy podcast. That's what Perfect. I was figuring. All right, well, yeah. well I'm gonna have
2: to get one of those and then decorate the fuck out of it.
0: Dude, so Electrovoice Voice RE50 man.
2: Electrovoice Voice RE50. RE50. R- e R- e
0: Either that or get an uh, I, 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 it's an, it's a different one. It's it's shorter. It's the one that Stu McKenzie uses. No, I need
2: a long shaft yeah, on oh, yes. all of it. No,
0: <laughs> well, but this is. The, dude, the, the long, long shaft <laughs> is great though. I yeah. I love it. They make ones with even longer shafts. Oh, well, oh. then
2: there we go. Like this one, you think long, this one has a I long shaft? I want it shaft? to be a staff. I want my microphone to be <laughs> like a staff. like
0: Freddie Mercury. How just, he just hitting has people. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like the one that he uses on All Gas No Brakes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like super, super long. Get that just thing holding. out of my face. <laughs> Get that thing out of my face. Swear to God, if you defame me on the internet, I'm going to come beat the shit out that of you. That was
2: so fucking
1: Did you see funny. that Proud Boys one? If you make yeah, that's the, the one. D- if
3: you make me
2: look stupid. If you film this to make me look stupid.
1: Yeah. Oh my God.
2: <laughs> so then don't look stupid, you He's dumbass. Stop
1: saying
0: stupid shit. Fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, I love that shit. Well, any, guess... any good YouTube comment before you say what you were about to say? YouTube comment? Or con- content? What? Look up. Any good YouTube content? The... I just oh. want good YouTube just, content from just, you dude. guys. Come on. Uh,
2: well, you already know this one, but to anybody that hasn't watched the Big Les show,
0: oh, that oh, yeah.
2: lives rent-free in my mind has, <laughs> since your brother showed it to me in high school, and I won't stop until everybody in the world sees it that's it bro or, it's
0: stellar about it i don't really watch youtube what are you
2: talking to me <laughs> what are you talking to
1: me for i rip, am rip, rip, rip.
2: <laughs>
1: i've been all over youtube um
2: he's always on youtube is what he means i
1: say. say for consistent creators right now a lot of the old viners have become prominent and very good youtube stars drew gooden is hilarious. He's really smart. Talks about all sorts of things going on on the internet. He is good. Uh, Danny Gonzalez, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're basically the same but different. Mm. <laughs> they're, I see. they're good. They're yes. friends. So, basically the same sense. but different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> same, I'll keep that in mind. Same vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where it's funny and somewhat with a purpose. Um Eddie, Eddie, B- Eddie Burback has some very, very insightful stuff going on about um, uh, the recent, like, late-night television, how that's been. Because he's been a late-night yeah. television guy, like, fan yeah. since he was a kid. And he's been talking about, you know, how it's adapting to <laughs> the crisis
3: <laughs>
1: and changing and the format is, Shit. is
2: he the one that talked about the brat tv
1: no that was uh drew gooden
2: drew gooden that one was funny as fuck he was really talking funny. about like there's this channel
1: brat
0: tv
2: brat tv and it's like young hip <coughs> cool people
0: <laughs> is it like mad tv but like no. for the doll brats like no, it's charlie her, dabelio's it's sister
2: like tiktok girls are mm. acting in these shows and they're <laughs> poorly written, like, poorly, poorly executed as well. Because like, they're just nine minutes long. They're just short episodes of, like, oh, hey, here's there's that girl from TikTok. It's, like, that sort of thing. And it's, like, cool.
0: I wouldn't know him.
2: I, I know. And he, he talks about it, and it's just so fucking... That one, I could watch a lot of shit like that. Like, I like the, the videos where it's somebody smart and eloquently spoken dissecting something and kind of being an asshole. Yeah. like. Because I like listening mm-hmm. to people's opinions. part of the reason I
0: enjoy video blogs.
2: Yeah,
0: is because they're they're generally one person's just like, that one really articulate individual's opinion on something. Mm-hmm. And that's usually that's most of the the, the creators that I
1: recommend. Yeah. Like, yeah, doing that uh, yeah. video blog format or essay mm-hmm. video essay mm-hmm. is a big one right now. There's a lot of really good uh, content creators out there right now. Um, if I know you guys don't like video games, but I do. And I'm sure some of our fans might also. Uh, but he's also a music creator. Nakey Jakey uh, is a hilarious YouTube creator. He does a lot of video game content, but um, he always talks about it in a more broad... Uh, ooh, my bad. <laughs> broad sense and makes it appealing for a lot of different audiences. But he talks about things that are not just video games like he did a whole video about um the scholastic book fair and that was so funny Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: well oh
2: that was a good one yeah
0: i love the scholastic book fair oh yeah everybody loves fucking guinness Guinness world
2: records book yeah dude they're awesome no no the The ripley's believe
0: it or not (laughs) yes yes yes
2: um not youtube but instagram there's this chick i just recently started following and I don't know her real name, but her Instagram name is the Frugal Fox, and she does like videos on like fashion. She's like a personal stylist, and people can mm. hire her to like come clean out their closets. Nice, dude! I wish I could be paid for that. What? Be she sick. literally like, from what I understand, she literally just like goes to your house and looks through your closet and is like, hmm. Mm, no, those don't look good with your body shape, so you're going to get rid of those. And, like, she's like, I'll be straight up with you. Like, this doesn't look good on your body shape. And, like, she'll figure out what clothing and what clothing shapes look best with your body shape. And, like, she'll tell you your body shape and, like, what colors look good with your skin tone. Like, everything. She does the whole nine yards. Accessories. It's so cool. I really want to, like, one day be rich enough to, like, want to uh, have that as, like, a just a, an expense that i'm okay with paying someone to do like, yeah
0: I'd, I'd yeah i'd like to see her go in and completely Change just just, dis- <laughs> just, just <laughs> some somebody whose a- aesthetic is clothes that don't fit to their body shape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like hardcore thrifters. Yeah, yeah Right, yeah,
2: like me. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Well, I'd, I'd oh, well I'd love to see her go in and, and just just com- you know like, destroy. Why you have, their yeah. Entire
2: why do you have men's aesthetic? overalls and boxers <laughs> yeah. as ninety percent of your wardrobe? You yeah. yeah. like, no, don't attack that. I was just talking about patterns. Jeez. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I think that's partially what I'm scared of. Is like. Like if I ever got a personal stylist, they'd, like, try to change my style. And I'd be like, well, I'm, like, I kind of have the, like, grandma core.
0: Grandma core. Punk. This is.
2: <laughs> and I, partly. Oh, Yeah partly gr- grandmas
0: are
1: in man rolled
2: out of bed oh yeah grandma's in grandma's, grandma's in. in
1: i wish we had a sponsorship with stitch fix because this is would be the perfect place to segue them they're like a, a have you heard of them yeah yeah where they just like do a sub? is it a subscription or is it like a one-time thing i think it's a subscription i think it's a subscription yeah. but you get like your own pr- stylist and
2: shit that shit's bullshit amazon has that it's
3: like, <laughs> Oh okay hey, you're, you're
2: a female here's a tight red dress that's your recommendation it's like what the fuck like it's like and it has like categories to choose from it's like are you are you artsy are you grungy are you edgy or i guess it's not grungy. (laughs) those are all the same are you are you are you you, you, uh athletic and then if you do like i'm edgy it's like okay here's a little leather jacket and a leopard print skirt you're edgy Ugh. now. It's like, God damn it! I meant, <laughs> You're like, edgy the now. type of edgy that wears, like, my grandpa's jeans. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good
2: time. But, yeah, she's good and very, very, like, charming on her Instagram. Like, she's like, look at these little sunnies that came into the shop today. Aren't they just gorge? And Call them like, sunnies? Yeah, like, you want to buy anything from her. Like, she works at Patino Shoes, which is, like, this, like, really big bougie boutique I think from what I understand and like she was like showing off like snakeskin booties on her Instagram and was like these are just so gorge and I was like those are like $300 snakeskin boots that I'd never wear (laughs) but you make me feel like they'd make me a new woman so it's time it's time
0: for snakeskin
2: so if anybody needs a personal stylist it's pretty dope
0: I recently figured out (laughs) what style I am and it's called normcore (laughs) 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 <laughs> because I'm still wearing all the same clothing that my grandma sent me from Florida when I was in high school well, nice. yeah. <laughs> I I'll literally wear whatever the fuck fits me
2: no I don't know what I am anymore like What am I? I don't don't know what I I am. am. I don't know
0: what I am anymore.
2: I'm an oversized pair of overalls. I've always just
1: been a motherfucker with patterned shirts.
2: (laughs) You are a (laughs) hoe for patterns, dude. He loves patterns.
0: Solid pants, patterned shirt. I think I'm the only semi-bald guy in the world who doesn't like beanies. Beanies make my head hot. (laughs) Beanie. My ears are already hot to begin with. I don't want want that extra heat.
2: Just get used to it. Put it on. So your little security blanket. Feel the blanket. coziness. I,
0: I mean, they're fine from time to time, but I can't see myself. Like, there was a dude who used to be the uh, front of house manager at the hub. He wore a beanie every, the same beanie every single day. There are he people a like that. had fine head of hair. Even in the middle of summer. I'm like, come on, man. It's a
2: comfort thing. It's
0: Most of the time. B- In the middle of summer? Yeah.
2: One of my There's professors. There's no way. One of my professors. I wear a beanie to work. And then I'll, like, take it off when mm-hmm. I get home. I don't know what it is, but, like, I don't feel comfortable at work without a hat on. I think it's, like, I go to the office at 7 fucking 30. So, like, yeah. I'm not going to do my hair. It's not like I do my hair anyways. I look like a sewer rat. But, like, still. And, like, That's, I'll like, go the in. main
1: reason I wear hats.
2: Yeah, and he'll walk past me every day and be like, nice hat. And I don't know what it is because, like, I just wear a plain black beanie. So, like, I don't know why he's complimenting my hat every day. But <laughs> he if I don't wear a hat... It, like once in a blue moon, he's like, "Where's the hat?" So I didn't wear a hat this <laughs> Like week. it's a personal one attack. He's like, "Where's the hat?" It's
0: the moon's blue. Where's your hat?
3: And I was like,
2: <laughs> "I don't know." Like,
0: "Where's
3: yours?" <laughs> "Where's, where's yeah. yours?" Come on.
2: Where your where? Where's your hat? He's the coolest professor though. He just throws cookies on my desk sometimes. He's cool.
1: See the one that gives you the the peanut butter rice krispies that I eat? Nope.
2: I always just shove them in my purse and know that Gage will eat them. So <laughs> I get home from work and I set my purse down on the bed and as soon as he wakes up I'll throw him a snack.
1: <laughs> like I'm a fucking dog. Good morning. Like Here's your treat. Dog. I wow. picked you up
2: a treat while I was at work.
3: Oh, good boy. Good
1: boy, bit. Good oh, morning. So oh, thanks. I know, I get
2: home from work and I open the door and like he's like slowly wakes up. It's like when you come home and it's your like dog is 11. like fucking t- 11 taking a nap. It's yep. like t- 1, 1 p.m. <laughs>
1: Probably still asleep. Yeah. <laughs> if I
0: don't have work, I'm what's on the point asleep? in waking
2: up? <laughs>
0: oh man, I can't help but wake up. <laughs> See,
1: but I feel like the only reason I've been doing that is because I have depression, <laughs> hmm. That's, undiagnosed, yeah. but
2: but like it's a sign. Like if you're sleeping and you don't want to wake up, I definitely like I, I can't speak for you, so I'm not gonna say like yeah, you're sleepy because you're depressed. But like for me, for sure, like if I stay in bed past 11 p.m., I know it's because of a reason of, like, something's going on in my head, and then, like, I finally force myself to get out of bed, and I want to be in bed all day. So, like, for me, being in bed is a big signifier that I'm depressed. Like, if I'm in bed all day, you probably should, like, change it up you shouldn't probably like but like i'd like somebody to be like hey are you okay yeah because there's always a reason like that's why i would like i think it's like a thing like in Mm -hmm. high school i know we were both the people in high school where our parents were like what are you a fucking troll get out of the basement get out of your bedroom
1: (laughs) especially when i had the basement room they were just like literally you just get off of school and then go to the basement and that's it no yeah yeah yeah. you gave me like a whole basement Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm gonna chill
0: (laughs) yeah i guess my my antidote to feeling like shit or like feeling like i do have depression has been changing my behavior so that i feel like i'm higher on the dominance hierarchy mm. you know what i mean in terms of society explain and like my own perception of oh, who is dominant right I get, I get you like early risers yeah Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So if I, if I get up early and I start doing shit, whether it be just, you know, washing my face or, you know, if I'm feeling good, I'll go for a run early in the day. Usually I do it later in the day, but I'll, you know, if I'm feeling decent about it Yeah. Um. and then that sort of starts my day off on a, on a pretty high note. And generally after I do my, my routine, my exercise or my self-care, whatever it is, my ADLs, as my parents always <laughs> called them, um, i'm I'm more motivated to go out and do whatever it is these last couple of days I've been kind of feeling like shit i mean it's it's periodic that I'll have mm-hmm. that feeling where I want to mm-hmm. stay in bed all the time yeah. right yeah um the last couple of days, particularly because of the caffeine um but also uh you know trying to figure out what it what it is that's going to make me happiest in the long run As being twenty two i've I've spread myself kind of thin, you know, I'm pretty good at doing music. And that's the thing that I'm probably the best at in the long run. Sure. Yeah. You know, I understand. Um, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, but you know, there's not, there's less of a career, there's less of a, a a solid career in being a (laughs) musical entrepreneur, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's, that's playing, that's playing your cards very riskily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I'd love to, I'd love to make it a living, but I'm going to have to work really hard at it in order to do that. And I have a, f- a fine paying job that's taxing, albeit, um, mentally draining men- sometimes, physically draining mm. more than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my mental state can be, it can fluctuate a lot and I don't know why it does. I mean, it's like male hormones. I'm going through my male period or something.
2: You've always come across as a very level-headed person with <clears> your emotions, though. Like, oh. if there's something going on up here, like that, you know that there's something going on beyond that, and you're usually good. From what I've obviously well, thank you. come no, across, is like you're like, this is what's going on. I need to figure it out. This is what it is. It got resolved. Like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, right. Um, I I don't know if you notice this though. I tend to wear my heart on my sleeve.
2: I haven't noticed that, no. to be quite honest, no. Yeah,
0: I I feel like maybe you guys could tell when you came over today. Like, I was, I was again, I apologize for not being as animated as I usually am. No, no man. Uh, You're just I've being self-critical.
2: <laughs> exactly. I've felt like that for the past, like, month. I feel like a robot, and I feel like everybody notices. But, like, no, you know.
0: I mean, you know, as as far as I'm concerned, if the elements of somebody that I admire are still present, I'm still going to admire that person. Mm-hmm, you know true, what I mean? Exactly. So it doesn't matter what they're going through. Um, it, of course it matters in mm-hmm. the long run yeah, for yeah. them, but it, to me it, it doesn't matter what they're going through as long as they're exhibiting the same sorts of traits that first drew me to them that I found endearing, I'm going to keep enjoying their presence. And it, I've found that generally it's the core stuff. That's a you good know?
2: way of putting it into words, Hunter. That's really good. Like, Thanks, man. Because <laughs> I've struggled with putting that into words for certain people in my life. I've found that a few people have just, like, slowly lost that, like...
0: The spark. The that...
2: spark that drew, drew you in. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. mainly, sadly, just a couple of friends, like, you know, helped me through high school. But, like, they lost that, like...
1: Sometimes they
2: drive of like i thought we were going places together you know Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and like sometimes people just you 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 don't know why yeah i I didn't know why but like the way you put that made me realize that i think that's what it is is like
3: good yeah
2: Um,
0: i something i fucking love about conversation is you know i when i I, I don't realize a lot of things until I say them out loud. Oh, me too. Especially, you know, when the pressure's on, when you're talking to other people. Yeah. That's why yeah. I um, love therapy. <laughs> I
2: love therapy. Yeah, it's great. It's,
0: it's fucking awesome. I've, I've never personally been to therapy, but I can only imagine that it's in a similar way. Oh, yeah. Just that. Being um, able to talk yourself through things Yeah. Exactly. Because that's what yeah, it is. Right. It's
2: like, it, it's taken me a strew of therapists, granted, but like my current therapist, her name is Alyssa, she's absolutely phenomenal like i'll start my session by saying what's going on that week and then i'll keep talking about it and she'll just nod and say hmm. or I, I assume she's <laughs> nodding it's over the phone but you know like she'll just be like oh well you know like you feel that way because of this and then i'm like oh my god and then she'll just like listen some more and i'll like talk myself through something and then she'll be like yeah good good Cameron. and i'm like you're not really doing anything, but when I when I think about it, you are because you're making me talk to myself. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I'm just talking yeah. myself through something, and like
1: sometimes I strange. feel like that's the thing with me is like my internal dialogue is not strong enough to talk myself through certain ordeals, and it's. I feel just, like that's with right. a
2: lot of people because like you think about it, uh. and then you get stuck at a certain point.
1: Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, okay. I mean, you're
2: thinking. I I find myself personally like I know I can't like hear it but like i can i I will think about the same sentence it feels like for like fucking five hours like it's the same damn thought it doesn't grow it doesn't shrink doesn't go away it doesn't get any stronger it's just this thought yeah and it's like what it's not percolating i'm like i'm not gaining any insight it's just like i have this thought and it's pissing me the hell off but i can't (laughs) figure out why
0: yeah To, to gauge i love that analogy with the internal dialogue Mm
3: -hmm. because I've been
0: thinking about that a lot recently. And I feel like that might, my, my very weak internal dialogue is what might lead me to not come to solid conclusions about the things that I'm thinking. Yeah. There was one time I, I went out to Nelson's farm, uh, Nelson's parents' farm, Branstoke farm, Mm -hmm. and they have this nice little lake there with a nice little dock.
3: Um,
0: it's, it's awesome. It's, it's the, it's the most cathartic place to go. Um, and, uh, and I, I brought out some weed and I smoked a little bit of weed. And, uh, one, the, the instant that I felt it, I came to the conclusion of that, that my internal dialogue is very, very poor. And that's why I can't handle the weed. You know, I just can't handle it. And that's why I don't really do it, um, as much anymore. Uh, but I, I, I made an effort that, that evening to, keep an internal dialogue going, right? It's hard sometimes. It is. It's really hard. So <clears throat> I I started off just talking to myself, you know, yeah. just, being, just like formulating thoughts, and I recorded some of them on my phone. And then after that, I was like, all right, we're going to take it to the next level and just talk to myself in my head without that piercing white noise that comes in all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it's like... It's just, it's an absence of thought because you don't want to be thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you don't want to tell yourself that you don't want to be thinking because Mm -hmm. that makes you feel like shit. So
2: you're like, why am I not thinking?
3: Yeah. Why am Mm -hmm. I
2: blankly staring at a wall with no emotive anything happening? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a shell of a human. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I feel that. Like, I hate the absence of thought. Like, it's terrible it's absolutely terrible i i find myself getting stuck in it and one of the things my therapist reminds me is that i'm a i'm supposed to allow myself to feel things even if it is negative just not for too long and so like she says to think about the negative emotions or triggers or whatever for a couple of minutes and then get the fuck over it think about something else or get up and go look at a leaf outside yeah and the structure of the leaf rather than what's making you sad or miserable <clears throat> and i've been trying to do that so hard so bad i've been trying so hard but it gets harder like it feels like if you're trying yeah and so like sometimes i'll just try to think about nothing rather than distract myself and like you can't really try to think about nothing and then you just get caught like staring at the fucking wall
0: yeah
1: I feel like that's a lot of what I do is mainly just distract myself from getting caught in another thought loop once yeah. I start going down the rabbit hole.
2: Well, that's the thing is like the first thought loop. There shouldn't be multiple thought loops. Like You should just like think about something that makes you upset and then talk about it with somebody mm. instead of getting caught in the thought loop, which is so hard. But that's the first fucking step is like I genuinely think that talking... His like about my emotions has changed my life like i don't know why you're
1: so good at it
2: but but it took so much time you know it like is most specifically like trauma related stuff obviously so it's different for everybody that's the stuff that
1: percolates the most but
2: but yeah like i have found that like once i was able to talk about like traumatic events that have happened throughout my childhood it got so much easier to just feel okay because those things don't go away Mm -hmm. and like you know like
1: you can't change them for
2: most specifically like the best example i can think of for me personally is like i had a brother pass away when i was four years old and i i watched it happen but i didn't understand what was happening at the time Mm -hmm. probably so it would have been 15 years later fifteen motherfucking years later. It was his birthday and I didn't know it. And I fell off the whole day, which was weird enough, but and I'm spiritual, so I wanna believe that was for a reason. Then I called my mom and she had told me it was his birthday. Got off the phone with her and just lost it. Fifteen years later, Mm -hmm. something in me finally broke and I talked to you about it, Gage. Mm -hmm. And I just talked to him about how Even 15 years later, this still affects me, but I didn't realize Mm -hmm. it. And, like, there's a reason I've only held one baby in the past 15 years. Yeah. And it was, like, an ex's sister's baby. Like, I, I, and I cried. I cried when she handed me that baby. (laughs) Like, you know? And so, like, talking about it made me realize what makes me upset about babies. Yeah. And then, Mm. like, so I don't think about that anymore how old
0: were you when oh you were four
2: yeah i was four he was five months oh and so like
0: he would have been 15 i thought sorry i i misinterpreted i thought no he was four that would have made it even worse but no yeah
2: but it's like yeah you have to talk about your freaking feelings or they like stick even if you don't realize it and it's the weirdest thing and I like so anytime I get a feeling at all anymore, I'm usually the one to talk about it. And I don't want to be that person that continuously talks about their feelings, you yeah. know, because yeah. I feel like that sometimes it's like to other people. Ah. But like I'll have a thought and I'm like, I'm sorry if this is weird, but I'm going to share something with you. And then I'll like say, like, I am feeling this way. And like it's because of something that happened to me when I was younger or it's because of something that happened last week and it's stuck with me or just something like that. And like. Help so much because like if i don't talk about it like you know i'm not perfect i don't talk about everything like the other day i got insecure about something and instead of saying something i just stared at a wall for what felt like five <clears throat> hours it was only like 30 minutes but i just stared at a wall and like didn't think about anything because i was trying not to think about my insecurity yeah. yeah and finally i just like looked at gage and i was like i'm feeling really insecure and i just started crying oh. and i told him why and i felt 10 hundred times better
0: you know that's that's one thing that would send me into despair is if i didn't have friends that were receptive and open enough to Mm -hmm. talk about that sort of stuff and
2: yeah and that's a big part of it is you you need a good support (coughs) system and there are people that don't have that there aren't people that have that friend that just you go to for advice yeah. And that I feel bad for people that mm, don't have that.
0: Yeah. And not, not in like an altruistic way where you're just trying to help that person, but a reciprocal no, sort yeah, of just like, like just a... back and forth. And then mm-hmm. consequentially, you find that you've discovered something out about yourself mm-hmm. uh, vi- vicariously or just internally in your own thoughts yeah. from somebody else. Right.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and I fucking love that. And I think we're going to, we're going to cap this one off at that. Yeah,
3: um, L- let's,
1: let's you know, I I wanted to talk about um some changes real quick that are going to be coming to our podcast. Uh, it's, this is, Zarkalor was nine. Peachy came out after that? Yeah? Yeah. So yeah. Peachy was number 10. P- no, Peachy was nine. Nine, and then Zarkalor.
0: It's going to be 10. Yeah. We, it hasn't come out yet, but yes, yeah, Zarkalor is going to be 10. But this is coming out... This is coming out two weeks from this time that we are recording it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, yeah.
1: Um, A lot can change
0: in two weeks, but.
1: We talked about this once we got to the 10-episode interview cap. Then we were going to try and shift into something a little more produced. We wanted to start putting a little more time into how uh, the episodes are laid out in the format and so we can get the most that we can out of each of the wonderful artists that have come into our lovely little studio um so we're gonna be trying some new things um but Give us some feedback, you know, let us know uh, what you guys think about any changes that we're doing. We're going to try and add a, a, a few fun elements uh, from our perspective. We think they're going to be fun. Um, a
0: few more theme songs.
1: Yeah, a, a little more music yeah, going on. A little bit more music. I feel. I feel like if it's being made by music makers, there should be some... Some more sound design going
0: on, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I've been uh, for the for the Zark one. I I did some. Oh, sorry, that's my phone going off. Is it in the other room? It is in the other room. Oh, sorry, beans. Sorry, we'll about wrap that. it up quick. Yeah, we'll wrap it up quick. But for the Zark one, uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, by the time this one comes out, if you haven't listened to it yet, check it out. I did some some fun synth arpeggiations on that one. Nice, so that of fit the vibe. Fit 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 the electronic music aesthetic of of mm-hmm. the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm And so I'm, I think we're, we're working towards making one, each podcast individualized towards that, uh, specific artists talents. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, uh, so yeah, please hit us up on any social media. Um, I'd love let to us, talk to people. Yeah. please message me. <laughs> yeah, straight up, Mes- <laughs> message CJ. Yeah, ask her anything. And
2: that's exactly what I was going to say. Is it doesn't have to be about just constructive criticism. Message us if you like a topic we talk about. Messages if you want us to talk about a topic and maybe we'll bring it up. Messages if you know there's feelings and you don't have um, a receptive support group at the moment we love to listen i know i do i love talking to people especially if it's about emotions i would have gone to school to be a therapist if i cared for school so <laughs> you know let let mama cameron give you a big old kiss on the forehead digitally um, let, let us know if there's any we're always here.
1: Um, uh artists that we have yeah. you know not oh my seen God, yeah. not heard of be you know? like
2: hey have you heard about them yeah no thanks. send them our way yeah hook hook us up with your your sister's boyfriend's little brother's cousin's band you know yeah. we want to see it we want to hear it we yep. want to hear all of your opinions and words because we do it for you, uh, please you. and
1: lastly what's been going through my iPod nano is uh, Gus Dapperton's Orca
0: it's fantastic listen to it yeah Dapperton <laughs> I told uh, Levi Levi said that he was going for that look Gus yeah when they, all got, the they right. all got the bowl cuts <laughs> and they all got the bowl cuts and I sent him back oh, it's more like Oliver Tree <laughs> <laughs> is that when he was just like I'm shaving my head <laughs> <laughs> yeah right no um, uh,
2: Veronica yeah. by Daddy Issues has been going through my iPod Nana. listen to that fucking song if you want some good shit some
0: gay girl vibes <laughs> <laughs> what's been going through mine man what have I been listening to she she uh, new OCs album is pretty pretty decent um, protein threat it's kind of cool
2: clown core listen to Freaking clown core. Uh, Listen to clown core. I watched anything a clown. core.
0: Anything core. I, don't I watched know. a
2: clown shit on a keyboard today.
0: Oh <laughs> what the God. fuck? He
2: shit on the keyboard Did in play the a van note? with, t- yes, with two <laughs> other band what members. And he's in the back. and Good He Lord. shits on his little thingy. He shits on it and it's playing a note. And it's like, Bring! and then he poops again and it's like, brrrr. <laughs> <laughs> and then the band goes doo, 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 and then they just start going heavy into
3: no, the
0: Clown God. core baby. Have you seen those uh, Adult Swim bumps where it's like it's uh,
2: Adult Swim? Like, no, is
0: is it really? It's okay, yeah. Uh,
2: the caption was Adult Swim vibes, so I don't yeah. think so. But it well, so is something that would so be in the
0: the ones with the uh, the two guys in clown masks and the the on. Oh, yeah. I guess it's the same He's, thing. Yeah. Oh, it's the same one.
2: Yes, they're okay, so that yeah. good was though. So good. I want no, it's to, awesome. I want to see like. A video of like, Honker. I want to see people in line for the porta potty, and they're just like, What the fuck is taking so long? And some dude's like banging on the door. He's like, Hey! And they finally just slowly creep open the porta potty door, and it's just two clowns with instruments, and
0: they're like, yeah. Whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's amazing, and they're so talented, too. Oh my god, it's fucking nuts.
1: Pagan athletes burner. Listen to it. Yep. Yes. Pagan yep. athletes. All
0: right, cool.
2: I love. All of you Love you
0: guys. Check out this theme. Check out this theme. It's coming. Wait for the drums to come in. It's, Wait, for it. It's
2: Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Hey. Wait for it. Oh my god, the anticipation. <laughs> Beep.